welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. This week we're watching, or we did watch, episodes 13 through 16 of Uncontrollably Fond. And it's not over. There's four more. (laughs) It just keeps going. It just keeps going. I... Oh, I thought they could get me. I'm sorry to jump to the end. I watched it 10 minutes ago, so it's on the mind. Or like two hours mm-hmm. ago. I don't know how long we've been talking. Um, what is time? But I thought they would get me back with the very end of episode 16, when I thought he would open the gate and hug Noel, and they would finally start acting like people, because I've never been so against a relationship in all of my K-drama mm-hmm. career, as I am between all four of these people, none of them should be in relationships. These people need to get out of each other's fucking lives, is what they need to do. I <laughs> I feel so bad. This is not how I'm supposed to feel. It's hard because it's not even that... If we just take, like... If we take the relationships from maybe the beginning, you know... When everything was fine before they consistently hurt each other just all the time, just like constantly, then I could, I could root for a couple of them. You know, there was some, there was some stuff going on that I was happy to have happening. Uh, Noel and Jun Young are really cute together. They are adorable. Or maybe if that whole dream sequence she had that she didn't want to wake up from, that I also didn't want to wake up from, if that's how their relationship was, if that had come true, they could have won me back. They could have taken all of the frustration that I've been building toward these couples. They could have taken it and obliterated all of the frustration. But instead, what they decided to do was hurt me constantly. So... And hurt Noel and hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, guys, can we not? I just, I don't get it. I suppose I'm just not a dramatic enough person to understand Jun Young's thought process. But hey, buddy, this is not a way to show your love by, like, abusing the girl that you actually like and then trying to seduce the girl that is kind of a bad guy. Yeah, I can see he has an agenda, you know? He has a plan, but it's such a stupid plan. Yeah. It's the worst, and clearly it's falling apart, because, again, going back to those last couple of minutes, he, he's actually losing his memory now. So I, he can't even remember the plan. So he just hurt everyone for no reason. Cool. Buddy. Dude. That was could you just <laughs> go to a doctor? Because you're stressing me you're out. You're stressing me out too much. I want you to maybe just be locked up in the hospital now. Um... Let's list off the characters who are doing alright. Number one, Pororo. Apparently he's doing alright, but it's hard to say, because he got sent away, I guess, and they didn't tell us until after it happened. Until after so. he was missing, and we all had to stress about, hey, where's your dog? Um, please don't do this to us. Where is your dog? Did you forget to feed him for, like, two weeks? Because that's pretty bad. Please don't find your dog. I'm so worried about Pororo right now. And then they're like, no, he's just got memory loss and he's gone, which I think was a very cool way to show memory loss. It was one of the, that, that few minutes in the last, the last portion of episode 16 where you can tell he's losing his memory, but they're not so in your face about it was so well done. That is super, super well done. That 
was incredible because I was stressed. And then as soon as you find out he's losing his memory, it's devastating. Yes. As this whole show has been, which, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're nailing it. Um, Nadi, she's great. She's doing well. She's, uh, she actually is arguably the only character I can think that is. And even then, her friends are trying to ruin that for the whole doing well thing for her. She is hanging in there like a champ. Thank you, Nari. Thank you. You are being the best friend. I didn't always support you yelling at Noel and shaking her like a beanbag. But how many times can your best friend show up crying and like burrito into your covers before you're like, hey, you need to stop living the life you're living because you're making yourself miserable. Maybe stop going after this guy who makes you cry every single day. Mm-hmm. And maybe also continue to cut out the other guy who also has made you cry just a whole bunch and is supporting the people that are trying to either have you killed or ejected from the country. That also is okay. That decision is supported. Good job. Yes. Good job, Nadi. Give her a shake. She needs it. Um, Guk Young, the manager, he really showed up in these four episodes. They really yeah. went a direction with him that I did not expect. I think we've seen a lot of, like, buffoon-like managers in shows mm-hmm. before. This guy's a real friend. Yeah. He is for sure showing up. It's hard being the people who know the audience that knows more about the situation because it is hard to hear him berate uh it's not that hard to hear him berate jun young because jun young kind of deserves it but uh it's hard just in the sense where you kind of want to say hey he's making poor choices because probably he isn't completely 100 percent all there and you aren't going to have him for very much longer and it's going to hurt a lot in the long run that you are not here for him now but at the same time not having the knowledge that we have i'd be in the same place where i where i'd feel like i have a friend who's actually making decisions that bad people make and hurting people that don't deserve it and so i too would probably be pretty much finished with being around that person yeah I think it's hard to watch their relationship where it seems like Guk Young considers Jun Young an actual friend, and Jun Young doesn't share anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. So the oh, friendship would be, is not two ways. That would be super hard. Yeah. I share everything with Emily just constantly. I just word vomit every, every single thing that's going on in my life, regardless of whether or not she's ready for it. Uh Prime example, 20 minutes ago, Emily was trying to write an email. She said the words, I'm going to write this email really quick and then we can get started. It was an email that we uh, were both halfway working on and then Emily was fully working on and I was looking at my phone and talking to her about stupid bullshit (laughs) that just popped into my head. So yeah, it would be very hard to have a friend that did not share back ever because... Because our relationship goes two ways. I do the exact same thing to you. (laughs) So it works. We're even... It's a fair playing field, and I yeah, it's so hard to watch Cook Young try and be a real friend and be like, hey, you can't be mean to people, that's not okay. I don't know what this juvenile crush thing is, where you think that being super cruel to the person you like is a cool thing to do, 
But uh, if you like her, just tell her like a real person and Jun Young being like, hey, I don't need your advice. I'm seducing another woman now. Just for fun. Just because it's fun. That's the only thing that anyone else can see that's going on is that I'm being manipulative. And that's kind of how I like it. But I'm pushing everybody away a month before I die. Hey, Jun Young. <sighs> hey, Jun Young. I can't, I can't do this with you either. I also am quitting being your manager. We're not going to be your managers anymore if you're going to keep pushing us away. <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, Manok? I think that's her name. The mm, Youngok. Young. Oh, wait, no, Manok is Manok. the daughter of the, daughter. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm picking up, the, I'm picking up what you're uh, putting down. Uh, Young's sister. Yes. She's doing all right. I like her she character is. development. She is hanging in there. Um, it was actually pretty dope of Noel to get into a little, some fisticuffs with the dudes that were terrorizing Manok. Uh, Man that was a really, uh, <laughs> it was a really dope scene to finish off one of the most interesting scenes of the entire show, which was Noel asking her boss to go to karaoke together. And for the first two minutes, I almost died. My soul left yeah. my body and I thought it would never come back. Yes, skin crawling. Until her cute boss started singing with her. That was actually... It turned out to be a very fun scene. Yeah, that was pretty precious. Uh, if they became really good friends, that would be fine by me. But I love any relationship development, and I felt like that was a moment for them that I did not see coming. I don't know why you would invite your boss to karaoke, but she had no one else to call, and so she invited her boss, and it, yeah, for the first two minutes, I thought it was not going to go well. And then and it, it did. did. How precious. How weirdly precious. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a boss that I was that comfortable with, but... Well, I did have a boss that invited me to go out dancing when she found out that I grew up in a town that didn't allow public dancing. Your town didn't allow public dancing? No, you lived there too. Yeah, do you remember? I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you mean? It wasn't our hometown. It's where we went to college. There was a big deal where... Like, the Footloose town, where someone tried to do a big dance, and then it got shut down because they didn't have the proper permits, and then it came out that, like, that they actually have laws against dancing, like, public dancing, very similar to the town in Footloose. What? In, yeah, in the place we went to college. Totally 100%. I did 100%. not up on that. Yeah, it was wild, and then people started going out and just, like, dancing in public, because they were trying to send a message, but it really didn't go anywhere, it wasn't much of a protest, but good job, guys. We did try to reenact the the entirety of Footloose. It went fine. <laughs> no one got arrested or killed, so... Oh, wait, maybe someone did get arrested. I don't remember, I'd have to go back and read the articles. It was, like, 2015 or 16. 15, I think. This is buck wild. Yeah. Dang. Okay, so Manok is cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So's her boss. So's her boss. Uh, Manok's boss is Jun Young, so no. He's not on the list of okay people. Sorry, no. Um, I meant uh, Noel is Noel's also boss. not cool. Noel's yeah. boss is fine. I think he's the same guy. Okay, sorry to show my face blindness. He's the same guy that like <laughs> dumped all the tapes on her, right? And was like, you gotta edit these. I'm not 
100% sure that they're the same person. But I'm not 100% sure that they're not. If I feel like she has two bosses, and one's kind of a hard-ass, and one's a little bit cooler. Okay. Like, one... I think that the guy who's now doing Jun Young's documentary is different from the boss. Okay. So it's, like, two producers, and he's the one that gave her the tapes. I think so. I, you know... <laughs> It doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> We're just avoiding talking about the main characters because all of them are awful. We gotta swim around the secondary and tertiary characters looking for little just, nuggets of gold. Just doggy paddle our little hearts out. Try and keep above water. <laughs> the last of the secondary characters. I would say he's secondary. Znojik and Haru. Mm. How do you feel about them? I don't care for them. <laughs> It's kind of back to the, there's so many fish in the sea. Why did these yep. two have to be together? I'm really mad at Nojik for not wanting to go to college, even though I get his, I do, I 100% understand where he's coming from when he says what he says, but essentially he's throwing back all of the sacrifices his sister has made, but, like, we, right into her face. Can we dive and into I'm, that? I had so many shower yeah. thoughts on this last night because I was also <laughs> so mad at him. I was like, yeah, boy. Oh, I did not say it like that. <laughs> Jeepers. That's problematic. Yeah. I was like, edit that shit out. My sir. I support that. <laughs> Small man. <laughs> Young sir. You need to go to college because everything your sister has done has been to get you to this point so that you can live your dreams. It is your dream to be a doctor and that's all she's ever wanted for you. She's done so much. We have to see her suffer through so many scenes just to get you there and you're just throwing it in her face but then okay i realized it's very similar to the situation between jun young and his mom we're like i'm jun young's mom now being like you have to live the life that i've prescribed for you you have to do what i think your life should be and i don't want to be that guy live, live whatever life you want no jake sort of except that i think okay i it's okay, great I see right you. Autonomy I, I versus, do see you. like, yeah, yeah. Self versus sacrifice. I think that the slight margin of difference here is that Young Ok, like, completely disowned her son for not following that prescribed life that she thought that he wanted in the first place. But on top of that, she didn't really take time to ask why he didn't want to do the thing anymore. And... I think that genuinely Jun Young's reasoning for not wanting to do his prescribed life was because his like he changed his mind like genuinely. And I'm not saying that Nojik isn't allowed to change his mind, but it just feels like he didn't change his mind. It feels like he is trying to make things easier on Noul, but it's first of all a little too little, too late, and also, um, because, like, things have already been hard, you know? Like, she's already made the sacrifices she's made. But also, it's really only going to make things worse for her, because his reasoning is her. It's not, like, the reasoning that he gave her is not, I found out that my father doctor killed someone, you know, like, did harm, or, or I realized that this thing about the profession 
or this thing that made me want to pursue the profession is no longer a thing or is upsetting or is bad. It's, no, I'm not going to because we don't have the money for it and we will never have the money for it and everything you have done and everything you want to do to make sure we do have the money for it is meaningless to me because I it just, yeah. So it, it would be like Jun, if Jun Young had gone to Young Ok fully telling the truth and said, it's because of you that I don't want to pursue this thing. Or like, because of our situation, not because my dad did a murder. I, or covered up a murder. Yeah, I thought he gave up on being a prosecutor after her accident, after Noel's accident, where he was like, I'm a bad person for getting her hurt, so I don't deserve to be a righteous prosecutor brings justice to society. Yeah, I'm sure that there was a definite amount of realization about his father covering up crimes that came along with that, because he did kind of try to justify it for a minute until he realized that what he did was bad and hurt people. Then he was like, oh, real people, real person, no ool specifically, continues to get hurt by this whole fucking family. Fair enough. I'd have to go back and rewatch because I've lost track of the timeline. I don't know when he found out everything about his father and what he'd done. But anyways, I don't know. It just feels a little bit like Nojik has always been this kid who's been supported by his sister who has struggled so hard to keep him alive and keep him fed. And now he finally has a chance to like pay her back a little bit. And she's like, no, you're not supposed to pay me back. You're supposed to keep going forward and aspire to be the richest that you can be. And he's like, no, if I keep doing that, then you're going to keep down this path of, like, taking this sketchy money and taking bribes from people so you get fired and taking out loans from loan sharks. Like, it's hard because... As we've seen throughout this show, she keeps taking money from, like, worse and worse situations, and he's watching her spiral. So to be like, right now is when you have to make the decision to go to school, and you know your sister can't afford it, and what do you think she's going to do to be able to afford it? It could be anything, homeboy. Wait till she sells an organ, and him be like, (laughs) what if I just become a civil servant and then start earning money and we can get a little house together and we can live small lives. Like, why do I have to live this big grand life when I just want to survive with you? That's pretty fair. It's hard, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to think. Uh, I just, because I'm frustrated at him as well. I'm like, no, we have to watch Noel go through all this freaking garbage to be like i just want the best life for my brother not even for myself anymore we've given up on that i want the best life for him and for him to be like well i don't want that is a little bit rough yeah it's hard yeah seeing it from her perspective because she's just sacrificed so much it's just that none of her sacrifices have really come out particularly profitable honestly like pretty much all of her sacrifices turn around and uh, hurt her more which is wild to watch. It is one of the reasons this show is giving me super bad anxiety, because there is not anything that Noel can do to better her situation. Every single thing she tries to do to better her situation worsens her situation. It's awful, and I don't blame Nojik for being like, I'm done with that. You keep keep trying and getting pushed back down, so 
what if I try too? What if I get down in the trenches with you? And we both try and dig our way out. And she's like, no, don't you get down here with me. I'm trying to lift you up by yourself. And he's like, that's really hard to watch. I don't know. I don't blame him for <laughs> being like, don't do that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I do. I feel that. You've probably changed my mind. It's just hard. It's hard when you're a stubborn butthole to like... <laughs> It's. I've been spiraling all night thinking about this. <laughs> There's so many thoughts in my head. Oh, um, and then he's also dating Haru, which is bad decision of the century. Yep. But like, I, whatever. It's not even, yeah, she's just. Here's the thing about Haru. She's a huge dumb weenie baby. So it's not even that she's a bad person. Like her mom, who's a yeah. super bad person. She's more like her dad, but immature. The most immature. Yeah. Which, yeah, my feelings on it, like I said, are whatever. Like, I'm just waiting for them to break up. It's a very cute, like, first relationship. And if they never meet each other's parents, all will be fine. Yeah. When he said, let us meet, let me meet your parents and I'll introduce you to my sister, I was like, this is a nightmare that you need to not do. Don't do it. Just, like, date, be cute for a while, have a first love. And then break it off before you ever meet each other's families and never realize what you could have gone through. Yeah. Also, I think it's supposed to be pretty romantic that he's taking it so seriously and he's like, okay, well, I've got to finish high school first before, like, this goes anywhere. And then we'll, like, meet each other's families and, like, he's setting out this huge plan for this relationship, which I can see... In a long-term thinking way, how it could be perceived as romantic, where it's someone who's that committed to this relationship. But what it comes off as is horribly poor child thinking, wherein you just throw yourself fully into a relationship that you, like, you don't know her. You, you don't haven't even gone on one date yet, and you're, like, planning how to support her in the future in your home. Yeah, it's weird. I once went on a date with someone who was talking about how, like, was making plans very far into the future for us, and it wasn't like they were weird plans, and I wasn't upset by them, but I did have the reoccurring thought while he was out loud making these plans of, like, when I would meet his cat that I'm allergic to, that I told him I was allergic to, and he's like, oh, dang, like, it was just, and that part was a little bit like, okay, well, I'm, I'll meet your cat, but I'm not going to touch it. Um, he was making all these plans of, like, things that we could do together and places we could go together, and the whole time I was thinking, this is our first date, and then we didn't have another one, like, we didn't go on another date. All his plans fell through. Yeah. No, that's so fair. You just reminded me of this lady that works at the grocery store who I hung out <laughs> with once. And she took me to her house and we hung out for like an hour. And she would ask me questions like, oh, she speaks the fastest Japanese I've ever heard. So I could barely keep up with what was going on anyways. <laughs> but occasionally she would ask me questions and not at all wait until I could understand what the question was or answer before just moving on. But most of the conversation was her planning these different vacations for us. Oh, boy. And it started with just like a weekend trip to, or a day trip. It started with a day trip to this big city that's like two hours away. And I was like, that seems like a lot. But, you know, I go to that city all the time. It's fine. Four hours in a car with this lady 
Oh, it seems overwhelming. But you know, it's just one time. We'll do it. And obviously, I so gratefully did not have the opportunity to be like, frick yeah, let's do that, because I couldn't keep up with the conversation enough to do that. So I just kind of like slowly nodded. (laughs) But it spiraled into her being like, and we'll go on these weekend trips, and the next three-day weekend we'll have, I think we should go to this place that's like seven hours away, and actually... There's a four-day weekend coming up in this month that I think we should go to this place that has these really cool hot springs. So we'll go halfway there one day and spend the night in a hotel, and all of us can go to, like, the the onsen, the hot baths together. And then the next day we can finish the drive, we can hang out at the lake, and we can, like, a four-day trip. The first time that we had ever hung out, she planned a four-day trip for us. That's such an intimidating commitment. I have the worst commitment issues. I would die. No, I I have never gone to the grocery store again. There is one grocery store in this town, and my husband goes alone every week because I can't go back because what if she talks (laughs) to me? I am the worst, and I know that, and I shouldn't avoid people who like me. But I was like, she clearly doesn't care about, like, me or what I want Mm -hmm. or what I think. She just wants to plan all these things for this person that she's imagined I am. Yeah, for sure, because she hasn't taken a moment to hear you. She's been talking too quickly about all of her future plans for you guys to know if you would have literally anything to talk about if it wasn't just her talking at you. Yeah, and like, not to put that on Nojik, I don't think he's gone that far yet, but it is so much to be like, okay... We are going to kiss after one year, and then <laughs> we will hug a year after that. It's like, hey, bud. You can meet my cat. <laughs> you don't have to pet it, but you do. Just kidding. She fucking lost his cat. Yeah, she did lose the cat. <laughs> Why would you ever date this girl? How is that a oh. storyline that we never addressed? <laughs> we addressed it on the podcast more than they've addressed it in the show. Yeah, she just lost the cat. The cat's gone forever. I'm pretty sure they're not going to find it at this point. So the cat was literally just a plot device to start a fight between No-Ul and Choi Hyun-Jun? Yeah. What the heck? What the heck? But, like, they could have kept it in the background. There was no reason for her to lose it. Like, just let it stay home. Yeah. You don't have to lose the cat. Just let it stay home. She's in her bedroom in one of the scenes. I feel like the cat could have been there, and she could have been like, whoop, well, I've always had this cat. I don't know. There... (laughs) There's no reason for her to have lost the cat. But, okay. Yeah, I clearly just don't support this relationship on any level. And it's cute. It's young love. But get it off of my show. I don't care. Let them yeah, find other it, people. It serves literally one purpose for me. One positive purpose. And that's that she's not obsessed with dating her brother anymore. So, <laughs> bonus. Oh, that's nice. Ew. Okay. Let's dig into the meat of the show. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Wait, have we not? <laughs> no, we have to talk about our stupid Ugh. love triangle. Our love square. I hate it. Yeah. I disapprove, so I don't know what else can be said. I just <laughs> hate them all so much. Remember there was an episode where Noel and Jite fake dated? Except not really. Like, essentially she just would bring it up as a way to hurt him, I think, and then... But it's not like they were doing anything that even remotely would have looked like fake dating 
to his parents, which was, I guess, the purpose behind that, but... What is the How point? many times... We should have counted how many times she has said the words, I'm never going to see you again, Jite, because it felt like a lot of times. <laughs> it felt like so many. <laughs> it feels like you say that, and then you walk out the door, and he's there. Yeah, because he's everywhere. He just shows up everywhere constantly. Jite is a ghost. <laughs> New fan theory, Jite is a ghost. Jite is a ghost, I kind of wish. How crazy would that be? I do support him standing up against his parents mm -hmm. and trying to oust at least his mom from her company. I'm not really sure. I think it's just oust his mom from his company. I don't know if he's actually going to go public and be like, my dad is a also a very bad guy. He seemed to be saying that he wasn't going to do that, but he's going after his mom, which is cool. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the two brothers, Jute is going to go ahead and go after his mom, and then Jun Young will go ahead and go after the dad. I guess, sort nice. of, to to the extent that he is currently romancing the murderer his dad helped set free, which, once again, I know that there's, like, uh, some kind of alternative motive here, and I even know what that motive is. He wants to make sure that she's found guilty before the statute of limitations is yeah, up. Yeah, but will you tell me how? Because I think the only way yeah. is to get her to, to talk. What is that? No, exa that's exactly. Like, okay. 100%. I want to know how. I I guess I don't understand how, because what's he going to do to get her to confess that? Confess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? Yeah, how? <laughs> what's the plan here, bud? You seduce her, you make her fall in love with you, and then you say, hey, I do know about the murder, and since we're in love, I think you can tell me about it, and you're wearing a wire. Ooh, solid <laughs> plan. That seems super good. I can't wait. I don't know. I, I cannot envision a conversation that goes down that path. No. And I don't know how being in love would help. No. Yeah. I can't see how being in love would help. I am very confused by whatever his plan is. And so is he because he's lost his memory. So <laughs> I guess they're just in love now. I guess what I'm... My... If I had to guess, it's that now for the rest of the drama, they're in love. And then at the very end, he'll remember, damn, we have one day left on the statute of limitations. And I don't remember what that statute of limitations is. <laughs> or I feel like he'll finally remember, but he'll, you know, be like, oh, and I probably can't get her to confess. And also, I wasted all this time romancing her instead of being with Noel. Yep. So. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Oh, and I guess his dad knows that he's his dad now, so... Yeah, that's weird. But he hasn't had the chance to have it out with him. He's just cried in his driveway. <laughs> like a real dad. <laughs> real dad move there, bud. <laughs> I get it. It must be devastating. He found it out by <laughs> himself, which it. I didn't... I didn't see coming. I really didn't. I expected someone to drop an info bomb, which... to whatever extent Jite did, like, Jite was there to sort of imply that <laughs> that Hyunjun was the last to find out, so... Yeah. <laughs> Poor Hyunjun. <laughs> but also, yeah, everybody lied to him about it, and that's a toughie. Mm -hmm. Did have to find out by himself. This guy, I'm so done with him being hung up on Yongok. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, th I think finally Young Uk is also done with him being hung up on Young Uk. It only took 
28 years. Yeah, and then a very awkward coffee date. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Yep, hated that. (laughs) That was awful. But I think at the beginning of this series, we were like, I don't know why uh, Hyunjun is not more enamored with his wife. She's such a lovely lady, and I just want (sighs) them to be in love. And wow, 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 were we wrong. (laughs) She's a monster, so there is that. I get why you're not in love with her. Um, It almost made me sad for you when Jite asked, will you stay with her no matter what happens? Will you tie yourself to this pit of absolute, I don't know, I can't come up with anything. Great comedy, Raquel. You got it. You're a great job. Yeah, um, edit this out. (laughs) But... Uh, I'll call her this pit of... Depravity. Nope, I still... Yeah, absolute depravity. She's a psychotic person. I can't... So here... Okay. I momentarily felt for her pretty early on because it would suck to be married to a man that was definitely 100% still in love with someone that you... I mean, we didn't know at the time, but you made him leave. You tricked him into leaving. Or rather tricked her into leaving him, I don't know, convoluted. Yeah, but messed up. Yeah. Either way, that's really manipulative. I Could, like, any villain in a K-drama stop trying to control, like, other people's entire lives? Like, just completely manipulate every human around them constantly to build a fake world around them because that's what she's done it's a pretty fake life that she's set up where she has a husband who's only with her because she tricked the woman he actually loves into leaving him and she has a company that apparently she's not even that good at running i don't know i guess we can trust gta's word on that hard to say and she tried to trick her son into marrying the perfect woman that would continue to bring power and grace to their family or whatever, even though that woman's a murderer. And I thought they had that conversation already where he was like, I don't want to marry her. And his parents were like, dope, you're an adult who makes decisions for yourself. I think his dad was like, dope, you're an adult. Maybe his mom nodded along. But at this point, obviously I have no memory. But I would imagine that she didn't say like, yes, I support you, my son, because clearly she hasn't supported him. Mm-mm. She kind of does her for sure. Yeah. Um, I am very curious what we'll find out about what she did to whoever... Jung-un? Jung- yeah, Jung-un was seeing before. Yeah, what the heck? That sounded very murdery. I feel like maybe someone either got murdered or someone also got the good old young ok trick them into leaving treatment. I mean, she's definitely, I wouldn't put murder past her, but she has given Noel a million dollars to get lost. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she was more on the hush money side of things. Yeah, she do- she does throw the money at the problems. Yeah. <laughs> Which is back to the, I, I get GTA being like, mm, you might be a bad CEO. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. She seems like the type to write off that $1 million as a company expense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have accused her of embezzlement. I support it. Let's go ahead and just take her down, (laughs) even if it's a prediction corner. Embezzlement. Embezzlement. That's the best we can get her on. (laughs) And, you know, I'll take it. Okay, so do we want... But, like, what if... Okay. What if I'm the most petty? 
And I actually want Hyunjun to just leave her. Anyway, even though he said he wouldn't. Like, what if that happened so that she could just suffer a lot? Because I do not like her. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd support yeah. that. Okay, go ahead and break your promises, Hyunjun. You've done it before. You can do it again. And I mean, the impression I got from the scene was Jitae being like, you have to stay with her because I'm definitely not. So it feels like an unfair ask. Yeah. Yeah. Though, to be fair, to be fair to Jitae in that moment, though, I do a little bit feel like he is doing his level best to have any amount of moral morals in the situation. And I know that this is a very teenage emo kid argument, but he didn't ask to be born to, like, the two, well, the one most monstrous person, and then get raised by someone who, like, seems okay, but is definitely caught in a pit of justifying his own mistakes. He, so, like, I get it that he feels like maybe he shouldn't have to stay in that situation, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I support him leaving. I think it's just back to the, you can't manipulate the people around you, so you shouldn't ask your dad, like, Please don't leave her because I have to leave both of you. So you two should stay together so that you're not sad. Be miserable together. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's like a very cute, like, please don't get a divorce mindset. Yeah, where it's like, does it honestly matter? It sounds like you're going to take everything from them, which is no less than they deserve. I mean, that's what he said, right? I'm going to take everything yeah. from my parents. So. Yeah. I think he made a phone call at one point and he was like, I'm going to take everything from my parents. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's how being a child works. I don't think you have no. uh, control over your parents' assets while they're just alive and doing yeah. fine. I honestly couldn't figure out why he didn't just uh, tell his dad the truth, because I feel like that would fully work in the favor of taking everything from his mom, and then he could work on taking everything else from his dad later, but... I guess he's trying to do it in one fell swoop, and I was thinking, break them down slowly. We all got different methods to tearing our parents <laughs> apart. Put your, give us your suggestions in an email. Yeah, how how would you tear Jute's parents or your own parents apart? Please don't do that. If Please they don't do are, that. we don't advocate for that here at Play on K. We advocate for honestly whatever they want to do as adult people. If they want to be together and have lots of assets, that's great. If they don't want to do either of those things, also great. If they only want to do one half of those things, also great. Do whatever you want. Yep. Um, it almost feels like there's no point in talking about No Ul and Jun Young's relationship because, because there not. isn't one. <laughs> it's like I keep thinking. The, throughout this whole podcast, I'm like, we're missing the point. We have to round back to Noel and Jun Young. They're the main characters. They're supposed to be together, and we're supposed to talk about them. It feels like that is the point of uncontrollably fond, so that should be a huge talking point in our podcast. But I want to go on record and say that they don't have a relationship, and there's nothing <laughs> to talk about. There's nothing, nothing to see here. Their whole interaction, their whole what should we call it? A relationship? Should we call it? <laughs> I'm not going to call it that, but I will appreciate it if you do. Yeah. Are we going to call it a situationship? I feel like it's just a situation. Oh, I like that a lot. They just happen to be around each other a lot of times. Yeah, just all the time. And these days it's no going to Junyoung, and then they just, you know, d don't 
do anything. They just don't say anything really to each other. Like She's chasing him hardcore. So yeah, she chases him and then he shoots her down and nothing happens. And we're on episode 16. There's four episodes left. Four, okay, uh, for those of you listening at home, only Emily can see me doing this. There's four episodes left. She's got her fingers up. She's going to count them. I'm trying to figure out what could happen in these four episodes. Because we know, okay, so if this is the last one, we'll make my index finger the last one. Okay. He's going to die at some point. Yeah, episode 20, he's going to die. Yeah, or, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to do 19. Penultimate episode. They do it at the end. I could see it happening. Occasionally, there's like a year later episode. That's episode 20. yeah. Yeah, so... So we'll say, okay, so we'll say that episode 20 is the epilogue, so that that baby's okay. gone. Okay, so we'll say episode 19, he dies, so they'll, so they'll probably be together by that point, to whatever extent they can be, because then there's these two episodes where something has to happen for us to buy into them actually having a relationship. They've got two episodes left. And I feel like most of those two episodes has to be him solving the case. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll say even if they have it solved. Okay. I think seventeen. They're gonna waste our time. I'm gonna go on so, record. Okay. I'm gonna say seventeen's a skippable one. That's my prediction corner. Seventeen. Nothing is happening. So that we'll just watch them. Probably we'll watch him have a relationship with Jung Un, mm-hmm. and that will be painful. And uh, she'll be really happy for a while. Um, I'm sure she'll do something crazy and manipulative. And uh, okay, wait for like, okay, stepping out of my little countdown for a second. She is fantastic at doing the dead eyes thing <laughs> that makes someone seem like an absolute sociopath. Where like she smiles, but she doesn't use her eyes. Or when she's like really angry, it looks like her eyes are going to fall out of her head. Uh, always stunning. She always looks very beautiful while she is terrifying me with her amazing acting skills. So kudos to that actress, because she is killing the sociopath game, just like killing it. Um, I'm, I've been ranting about this for so long, but so, okay, so we'll say that 17's nothing. So, okay, there's one episode. 18. In episode 18, they're going to get together. We'll have 18 and probably most of 19 to see them together. That is the least amount of relationship we've ever gotten from a K-drama. I think they had one episode earlier on where they were properly together as well. I don't even want it at this point because they're such a mess. They're so mean to each other. Yep. And I know that I'm a fragile person who doesn't take criticism well. Like, it's something I'm aware of. It's a definite flaw of mine. But if anyone ever said to my face that they didn't want me anymore and that they didn't care about me, even if they came back another time, like, even if there was a new time where they were like, hey, I was lying that time. I love you and I've always loved you. I still would not be... I, I would have to go to so many years of therapy... To get past that one, like, devastation, because I I don't think that I'm an unusual human and that I am more willing to accept criticism from people than, like, positivity or, like, compliments. So it's like, I'm more willing to believe that. It would take so many years of therapy. They don't have those years of therapy for her to believe that he's all in and that he was always doing it for her. Like, I don't... I don't know what gesture it would be that would prove to me that this is a good relationship that they can do in one episode. I know what they're gonna do, I guess, 
my prediction corner, I know what they're going to do is that he's going to solve the crime. And she's going to be like, wow, that is a very deep and meaningful gesture. And he's going to be like, and that explains why I have been so cruel and cold. Because I've been working towards this insane plan that somehow all fell together and worked out very smoothly. That's all he can do at this point to get her back. So I don't see how they cannot do that. Yeah, they've definitely got to do that. I just feel like that's going to be... I mean, I guess it's enough for her to believe that he loves her, but then it's like, okay, well, what time did we spend together? <laughs> like, wh- what, was what the is point? this? I think I maybe would have rather just spent the last month of your life with you rather than watching you seduce this other woman and make me feel like trash and yep. then save my father's reputation or find my father's real murderer. Yeah, I feel like if there's anything Noel has learned, it's that her time with her dad was more important to her than the pride that she has in his since his passing. Because, like, that's been her, like, big life lesson that people have just proven to her time and again, is that she will never get the happy ending or even the consolation prize for her dad's passing. Like, she just has to, like, keep moving on and, like, find happiness somewhere else. And, like, she hasn't really. Like, she's still interacting with the same garbage people she always was. So, I don't know. I guess, at the end of the day, like, as good as it will feel to have the person who killed her dad behind bars and, like, have everything, like, everyone properly shamed and take responsibility, like, that's great and noble. But at the end of the day, like, where does that get her? Because, like, I don't know about her, but I kind of feel like I do. She'd probably rather have the time. Yeah, we can't make the choice for her, but it a little bit seems like maybe Jun Young could have hired someone off of a fancy website, an escort website for spies, to go seduce Jung Eun on his behalf, mm-hmm. and then he could just hang out with No Ul, and this spy could get the confession from Jung Eun. Though honestly, I would like him to... Uh- also tell her the truth about like just a bunch of things because i am sick of everyone knowing the truth about everything except noel she knows nothing and she's the saddest she deserves to know the most because she is the saddest please tell her something anyone literally anything man this show oh i'm gonna say i think i think this show could have been six episodes I think this show could have been a miniseries that just, like, these two fall in love and it just crushes you when he dies. All these people are a mess in their lives, but their love is strong enough that it pulls them through all of this ruckus that surrounds them. And done. And done. Instead, it is forever long and I'm dying. Everyone's a mess. No one has ever once tried to get their stuff together, even for a second, you know? Mm-hmm. Except Noel, who actually has done a really bad job of getting her stuff together, you know? So uh, maybe maybe that's the nice ending that they'll give us, is everyone just, like, takes their stuff and gets it together. So can't wait. I guess, yeah, join us next week for the <laughs> finale. When we figure out if they all get their stuff together. Yep. Whew. In the meantime, we have... 
so many places to talk about this. We could talk clearly for if I would be so happy to change my mind about so many of these things. If any of y'all want to write into us and talk about uncontrollably fond, we've got our email playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website playonk.com where you can comment directly on the episodes. You can also sign up for our newsletter there where we'll let you know when we start a new drama and give you a monthly watch list of all the K-dramas that I watch in a month. And you can find a link to our Patreon there, where if you'd like to join us there, you can find blog posts, bonus content, and lots of other fun stuff. That's patreon.com slash playonk if you don't want to find the link on our website. Yeah, we also have, we're on a bunch of different streaming sites, wherever you like to find podcasts, Stitcher, Blueberry iTunes. And we love to both hear from you there as well. So if you want to rate and review us, that is great. We're also on Spotify where you can't rate and review us, but you can follow us and it's an easy place to get podcasts if that's where you prefer. So lots of places to find us. Yeah, we are on Twitter. If you want to give us a short hey, we are at PlayOnK. And we're also on Instagram at PlayOnK Podcast. So get in touch with us both of those places. Yes, we've been having a lot of fun over at those places. So if you hop on over, we'd love to talk to you there. Thank you, James Hevel, for our beautiful theme song. We love it and we love you. And thank you as well to SCHOO2DM on Fiverr for our theme song at the top of each episode. I don't think we've ever mentioned that he did our new theme song, but thank you so much to both of those people. We love it, and we love you all for listening. Join us next week when we do the final four episodes of Uncontrollably Fond. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.